The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan on News Talk. Right now, we're going to talk about this major review into spinal surgeries at Temple Street Children's Hospital. It has found 17 further cases of concern. People will remember this story broke in September of last year. 18 cases that time were identified and they included the use of unauthorised steel springs bought from a DIY supplier, allegedly, and inserted into the backs of children. Amanda Coughlin is with me now. She's the co-lead of the Spina Bifida Hydrocephalus Paediatric Advocacy Group. Amanda, thank you for taking the time. Um, I know you've come out of a meeting with other group members um, today. Have you any clarity, or your colleagues, have you any further clarity on who might be caught up in this review? Um, well, we have had contact for the last number of days with families who had received a notification from one of the particular hospitals in Dublin, I'm not sure if I meant to name them, that their children's uh, data had been selected at random. Uh, it was the advice that had been given to parents and for to be included as part of the review and that they were legally obliged to provide data. data. Uh, we did go back to the hospital in question for clarification on that. We have had some clarification and it's gone to our legal experts to examine. Um, but as of today, we had no preemptive communication from CHI, the National Patient Safety Officer, or the Minister for Health, that the, indeed that these 17 families that are now been brought into the external review and that they were being brought in because concerns had been raised. That has not been communicated to us at all or to the families. So I mean, them very, very worried. Yeah, I was I was going to ask, I mean, is the kind of overwhelming feeling one of, of confusion or frustration? What is it? Uh, I'd say a little bit from column A and a little bit from column B. People are very, very frustrated with the poor communication that they receive and as well as that, the inaccurate information that they're receiving. Um, like I said, families have been informed that, that their charts were taken as random as part of this review, not that concerns were raised. And according to that article this morning by Paul Cullen, it's now because concerns were raised. So we're, we're not getting accurate information or communication from CHI the Minister for Health, the National Patient Safety Office, anybody who has obviously given the go-ahead for this to happen. Do you feel let down by the system? Oh, we felt that we, we're 10 years feeling let down by the system. Um, I know this story only broke in September 2023, but we have sat on co-design boards with CHI and have been at this, the Scoliosis Advocacy Network, longer than us, but the, the Spina Bifida Paediatric Advocacy Group since 2017. So like these issues are not new issues to us and the delays in proactive access to care for our children are, are not new issues for us. Um, and it's an awful thing to say, but we're probably in a worse position now than we were 10 years ago. And this as well, Amanda, I mean, comes in the back of, of stories going back years and years now of, of just straightforward delays in terms of accessing services in the first place. Whatever about the services and the, the, the level of care and intervention and what should and shouldn't have happened when you get to that point. So many children kind of languish on waiting lists before they even get seen. Uh, you have direct experience of that, is that right? Yeah, my son uh, lives with an... My son is now 19 years of age. He has spinal bifida and hydrocephalus and he lives with an operable scoliosis. Um, he was placed on a waiting list within CHI Crumlin 
which has not been encompassed into the external review. I just want to highlight that. It's still only looking, it's still, the review is very limited in its remit. Um, and my son lives in an operable scoliosis. By the time he was seen, we were told it was too late. He has an operable, he lives in an operable scoliosis now. And what's, what does that mean for him? Like, how does it impact um, on him? Pain, <laughs> discomfort. Uh, poor positioning, poor postural position in his wheelchair, um, being uncomfortable, just pain and struggling and suffering. That could have been avoided if he had been yeah, seen. If he had, yeah, if he had proactive, proactive and timely access to care, this could all have been avoided for my son. And Amanda, I mean, this is no solace to you, but we're years hearing these stories. Year, yes, literally exactly. years hearing these stories. I mean, Simon Harris famously, when he was Minister for Health, uh, promised that, I think, was that everybody would be seen and dealt with within six months. It was actually four months is what he said. And here we are in, and then we were, here we are now in 2024 and we've been told the new children's hospital, the new children's hospital. But I suppose something that has to be highlighted, and I would like to highlight, is the fact that while the external review we have our issue with and we, the terms of reference and that's long documented in the media, our, our concerns around that, we did ask for this task force five months ago. We're delighted that it's coming to fruition now but it needs to be more than just uh, an advisory panel we have sat on co-design boards for many many years within CHI uh, the task force needs to be allowed to direct the HSE it needs to have statutory or legislative obligation to enforce proactive access to timely care for these children um, we've, it's just it's, like children are suffering now this review is looking at, ch- at what has gone on in the past and how to stop it going on in the future. And it's still only looking at one surgeon, I have to say, and not the systemic failure that's been allowed and is continuing to happen within CHI as a whole. Yeah. But it's not, it's not looking at right now. Children are suffering right this minute. I have children with curvatures that we are advocating for and advocating for very strongly with curvatures of 138 degrees. We have families who can't get answers to exactly what the angle or degree of curvature is going on with their child's spine at the moment. That that's not acceptable. That's what's happening to these families now. So while everyone is looking at what's gone on in the past and how to stop it going on in the future, we need a proactive and plan for now. Not for when the children's new children's yeah. hospital comes to help the children that are suffering now. And Amanda, do you even have faith that when that hospital comes the problems will disappear? No, absolutely not. I think it's it's great to see that we're going to have this fantastic hospital, no matter what side you come down of or around the location. This that, the other, but we're still going to have the same problems. We're still going to have these massive waiting lists, these surgeons, these very dedicated and highly trained surgeons who do amazing work, who haven't got access to resources. We don't have enough nursing staff because of our, we don't have enough accommodation for people to work in these areas. Like, we're still going to face the same problems. They just seem to think that if we can push us off to the children's hospital, children's hospital, that that's acceptable. That's not acceptable. I have 150, anywhere between 150 and 200 children living with either spina bifida or scoliosis or both who are struggling and who are suffering. And their families shouldn't have to go on the radio and the newspaper to advocate for timely access for care. That's not acceptable. No, I suspect it'll continue to be the case, unfortunately. Um, Amanda, listen, 
Thank you for joining us. Um, uh, uh, what is another difficult situation yourself and others uh, find yourselves in? Amanda Cochran is the co-lead of the Spina Bifida Hydrocephalus Paediatric Advocacy Group. The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan. Weekdays from four on News Talk.